Did you know your daily routine could be the key to your next vacation getaway? NerdWallet helps you compare travel and cashback cards to turn your everyday purchases into your next unforgettable getaway experience. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive, and daily expenses don't have to get in the way of your next escape. Imagine purchasing food and earning points towards a free hotel room, or earning points toward a flight by simply buying gas. Regardless of your financial situation, the NerdWallet team will help you make sense of your options at nerdwallet.com. Get expert information from an award-winning team of nerds to make even the most complicated money questions and topics easy to understand. NerdWallet's dedicated team will offer the tips you need to get that vacation you've been waiting for without breaking the bank. NerdWallet offers everything you need to make sound financial decisions while costing you absolutely nothing. Find the smartest financial products for you on nerdwallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Everybody, welcome back to the Michiana People Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Raphael, Sam, Adam, and Sonny from Lalo Cura, and we also had Adam's daughter Shelby along for the ride. We talked about the new album Suenos. Uh, it will be available on all digital formats on September 2nd, and you can get the CD at all the venues where they'll be performing, and will be at Ignition Music in Goshen, and I believe they are looking to have it at Orbit Records in Mishawaka. As far as where you can get it and where you can see them play it live, they are going to be at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern on the 25th. That's August 25th at 9 p.m. They're going to be at Wellfilled Botanical Gardens for a taste of the gardens on the 26th at 5 p.m., I've been to Wellfield Botanical Gardens, and it's really cool. I like it. That should be a neat event. Their CD release parties are going to be on the 31st at Goshen Brewing Company in Goshen, of course, and they're going to be playing at 7 p.m., and then they're going to be right over here in South Bend at Vegetable Buddies on the 1st at 9 p.m., and former podcast guest Letters from Earth is going to be opening for them. Check out the Michiana People podcast page for a link to the video from Lalo Cura's first single from Suenos called Testimonios. This was a great interview. It was a long time coming. Got everybody in the room at the same time and learned a lot about the band. It was really a good interview. I had a good time. Make sure you check them out at one of their gigs. So we got a couple in South Bend, one in Elkhart, one in Goshen, and they've been playing Chicago and all over the place. So wonderful, wonderful band. Uh, some great experience there. Uh, Sonny has been drumming for a very long time. And story on how he met uh, Raphael is fantastic. Sponsors. Do you have a computer running Windows 10? Are you lost? Is it harder to find stuff than it used to be? Mapletronics is holding some great Windows 10 classes over the next couple months so you can navigate even better than you used to. 
Their first class is on September 11th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Mapletronics on West Weldon Avenue in Goshen. Check out the Mapletronics at Home Facebook page for more info on this. So just type in Mapletronics at Home in your search bar on Facebook, and you can like the page and check out their events. The class is only 25 bucks, and I plan on taking it myself so I can be more expedient in getting the podcast together. Just check out that Facebook page, Mapletronics at Home, click on Events, and you will get all the info you need to sign up. Have you ever needed something and went to the Internet to search for the best place to get it? Let's use the example of dinner. You're hungry, and you don't know where you want to go. You start Googling and find a restaurant with an interesting name and go to their website. The website's not mobile-friendly, and you can't find the menu. You have no idea what beers or wines are available. They don't have a Facebook page, so you can't check specials. You're going to pass on that restaurant. Now, have you had friends or family recommend a restaurant? You Googled the restaurant, and it has a great mobile website. You can see the entire menu, the drink list, and specials right on your phone. Then you go to the Facebook page, and there's beautiful video and pictures of the specials, along with a ton of positive reviews. You're going to that restaurant tonight. If you own a business, you want to be seen, be talked about, and be customer-friendly on the web. That's where Vala Marketing comes in. Vala can create a beautiful mobile-friendly web page to your specifications and give you a great social media presence, which is important these days. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing efforts. So here comes Alokura. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not sure if I pronounced Suenos right, but uh, we'll we'll see. Make sure you check them out at uh, some of their gigs. They are a great band, and the new album is fantastic. I've been listening to it a lot. Okay, Lalokura. We're finally in a room together. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Right. So I've been trying. I've been trying to get this done with Adam for a while, and I I um, flaked out because I was sick. Probably it's been about six months ago, I think. Something. Yeah, ago. and we finally we finally got together. I was telling you guys before we started recording that I saw you, at least part of you, way before we uh, I started the podcast and we started talking. That was. Back in 2014, I think we figured out at Martha's. Yep. And that's where I heard the the Santana song that just totally transfixed me. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I know I've seen you a couple times since then. I, I get around. Um, but uh, And you guys, th- this is going to be late for the podcast, but you're at Sights and Sounds tomorrow, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. I've been to several of those. And that's really neat what they do. Yeah, I've never been to one myself. I don't. I'm looking forward what time to does it. it start? Yeah. They're they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty sweet. Uh, I have a I have uh, a lot of friends that have done it. Yeah, uh, I've been a part of a couple uh-huh. friends from After Hours, um, the Dream Team. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So you've been you've been with the Dream Team at Vegetable Buddies too, then, right? Uh, I didn't play with them, but I played with them okay. um, several years ago. Okay, and this is Sam just talking. Yeah, yes. Sam. <laughs> Sammy, Sonny, Raphael, Adam, me, right. Shelby. 
No, Shelby can talk as much as she wants. It's a free podcast. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> people any money. out there. It's free in that it doesn't cost anything, and <laughs> it's free for everybody to talk. So everybody gets to talk on the podcast. Yay. My brother-in-law showed up for one, and I had a color commentary, so it was, it was fine. <laughs> Great. It's a family um, podcast. Right. So from what uh, what I know, looking at your website and Facebook page, you guys kind of started up in 2012, is that right? Correct. Around right. there. Yeah. And who started the band? I did. Okay. And <laughs> Raphael. Raphael, your, your, your guitar and vocals, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. Are you a um, Goshen native or where? I'm from Mexico originally. Okay, where are you in Mexico? Uh, Puebla, it's a okay. city central in the country, okay. two hours uh, east of Mexico City. Okay. And are because you... of Puebla, we have Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where it all started. That's okay. right. Oh. Yeah. Are you familiar uh, with Isla Mahara? Isla Mahara, no, I'm it's, not. It's uh, off the, right off of uh, the coast of Cancun. Oh, okay, Low like on the, on the... Five miles by a half mile. Atlantic, yeah. I'm, I'm staying a week there in October, Oh, so I just, I just I, came I, back from, uh, from, uh, from Cancun, like, I was there a few weeks ago, and it was really uh, pretty. And it's good uh, thing you weren't there relaxing. this past week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, the, the weather was not good. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're a little we're a little leery about hurricane season and all that, mm-hmm. but uh, wait, it's hurricane season. Yeah, yeah, from now through pretty much October. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, what yeah. should be fun though? Yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Raphael, you started you started uh, you started the band, and who did you bring along to get the band going? Well, when it started. I um I inst- I started with uh, two other members that were in the band. Uh, one of them, Adam Nussbaum, who uh, was the drummer, okay, and a bass player, Joel Jimenez. That uh, they were local musicians. They they moved now since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but even during that time where we kind of like got together to play some songs, uh, Sonny actually joined us to play uh, percussion. Mm-hmm. Recorded a few parts on our first record. Okay. We don't like to consider that really our La Locura record because okay. it was not the same band. <laughs> okay, it was more of a more of a project, wasn't it? Yeah, it was more of a project. But yeah, I already had the name of La Locura. Actually, uh-huh. along with with Adam Carter, who was our other guitar player, who also started with that lineup. Okay. And then sort of like it evolved into okay. having Sammy and Adam right. and Sonny on drums. Okay. Now. Sonny plays sax now? Or no, no, you're still drummer. He's still drummer. And Sam, he's, yeah. Sam is sax. Yeah. We, we tried him on sax one time, but he, <laughs> okay. it didn't work out so well. Sam's a very good drummer. <laughs> uh, We're talking about very, you. Very, very uh, <laughs> no, we're talking about you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, kind of, um, I, I'm kind of enamored by sax players because I love the saxophone. What got you into playing the saxophone? So it all started with drums. Okay. Uh, How? So I played drums in church, and I, would, I mean, as as a, I think I was seven, honestly. Really? Okay. I think I was seven. I you know I started. My dad bought me a drum set. My parents were pastors and stuff, and then we were in the church, and you just get to play, and I was mm-hmm. just around music and rehearsals, and I became the church's drummer. Okay. Then, like That's a few seven. ones. Yeah, at seven or eight, you know. <laughs> um, and at at that age, I was the church's drummer, and, and I was figuring out that I was doing pretty good. And then 
in came this like twenty eight year old guy that obviously knew how, knew how to play drums. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, you have a seven year old kid and twenty eight year old guy, so he dethroned me, I guess you uh-huh. could say. And uh, so I just you know got kicked to the curb, and then it came ba- uh, for band time, and then I just you know I almost played trombone, but then I saw that saxophone had a bunch of buttons, so I started uh-huh. with that. And once again, the whole cycle started me playing in church. And I took it uh, uh, very seriously after listening to a couple records, and then okay. I decided that's what I wanted. Now, what to records were those? Uh, two very important ones: um, James Carter's first record, okay, JC on the set, and Joshua Redman's I think fourth or fifth record, okay, called Elastic, okay. So, and then it wasn't. And I didn't know about Coltrane until high school, so yeah. I didn't know about both. I didn't know about like anybody. I just knew these two guys, uh-huh. and I didn't listen to anybody else for a long, okay. long time. <laughs> That's great. We're so, still turning him on to new music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, that, at, at fifty-three, that's what what I'm doing. I'm re- revisiting what new music's all about, and it's it, it's great. I, I. I do comedy, of course, and one of my one of my jokes is that people my age love that classic rock, and they don't think anything has been produced since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and you got you got to open yourself up and 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 hear that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm just I, I'm I, I I don't play an instrument, but whenever a band has a sax player or a harmonica player, I'm just totally stoked. Now, one thing I gotta ask: Is there any way, Raphael, that you could teach me how to roll my R's so I could say "lalo Because it's more about the vocal. It's like the vocal sound of in Spanish. The vocals just have one sound. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really no have to do. It doesn't really have to do anything with the R. Actually, most people think it is the R, but it's actually the U. Okay. Yeah. It's like a pigeon coo. Yeah. And then R A. Think of a. Almost like a soft B, Kuda. Okay. Kura. There we go. Kura. Kura. So I sit, I sit beside my wife um, in bed every night, and because we're going to Mexico, she uh-huh. is relearning Spanish uh, because she took like three or four years in school, and she's relearning Spanish. I'm learning all the all the words, but the only word that seems to come up regularly is manzana. It's it's apple all the time. <laughs> I have an apple. I'm eating an apple. It's just apple, apple. So I hope where we go has some apples. So you can order some. <laughs> so Sonny, how long you've been playing drums? I've been. I got my set when I was 14. Okay. Can I ask how old you're? Yes, you can. Okay. Can you tell me? <laughs> I'm older than you. Are you? I'm 57. Okay, okay. So we're oh. we're contemporaries. We're contemporaries. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did a lot of air drumming. Uh-huh. I finally got a set when I was 14. Uh, like many guys my age, I saw the Beatles on TV. I uh-huh. was four. The Beatles. And I saw I saw I saw them. They're the most amazing, beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. But the first close-up was Paul, and he was a lefty. And I said, Well, I can't do that. Uh-huh. And the next shot was Ringo, and I said, that's me. Yeah. And so I fell in love with the drums. My dad was a young man. He was 28, 29, 30. Uh-huh. The next day, he brings home a Beatle record. Cool. So I did a lot of air drumming, uh-huh. just a lot of air drumming. So when I finally got my set, it was it was a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I've, I've had to work on it, but as far as independence and that sort of thing, 
um, it, it came fairly easy. So I've been playing a long time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Ringo was an early influence. What did you uh, What did you listen along the way that really, really inspired you to? My dad was a big jazz buff. Okay. And every year we went to the Corpus Christi Jazz Festival down in South Texas. Uh -huh. um, lots of big name artists who I didn't know to know at the time, mm -hmm. like Clark Terry and Cal Jader and. And all kinds of people, um, but the first one I heard, and so I felt like he was dragging me to these things. I hate jazz. Uh -huh. You know, I was in the Beatles, R and B, Motown, Top Forty, jazz, right. jazz. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> and then I heard Stan Kenton. Okay. And that's when it was oh, oh yeah. that's jazz. It's Stan Kenton, big band uh -huh. orchestra. And so it was a shock when I was in school. Speaking of trombone, it was time to join the band. I was in sixth grade and they wanted me to play trombone. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I want to play the drums. And he said, well, yeah. we have lots of drummers already. We need a trombonist. Mm -hmm. And I said, if I don't play the drums, I'm not in band. So the band director gives me this, okay, little wise guy, look. Uh -huh. And he gave me a quick little independence test, which I aced. Uh -huh. but, okay, you can play the drums. So all the while, I thought I was, I was going to be playing drum set. But your percussion kit is a practice pad and a set of metallic bells. Right. And then in the band hall, there is one snare drum, a huge bass drum, and you don't know what they are at the time, but they're timpani. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, where's the drum set? Where's the drum set? Oh, you got to learn. That's coming later. Uh -huh. So, needless to say, I couldn't wait to get my set. And um, I just learned anything that I and played with anybody that I could at any time. Mm -hmm. So that even now, today, I can play with anybody at any time, at a moment's notice, mm -hmm. and serve the music. Right. Did you ever run across any uh, Sandy Nelson records when you were... Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what it was. You know, yeah. let, let There Be Drums and all that kind of stuff yeah. until later. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. yeah my, uh, my mom was a... Uh, she was a drummer, and she was a big, oh, really? um, cool. big uh, Sandy Nelson fan. And Birth of the Beat, if you ever listen to that, oh, yeah. that's mm -hmm. that's that's just crazy. And I used to listen to that as a kid all the time. And she also had all the Elvis records and all the Chuck Berry stuff and all that. But uh, that Birth of the Beat was nuts. Now you may be wondering, what's a fifty-seven-year-old guy doing with all these young cats? Because we're well represented. We have a twenty-year-old, uh -huh. a thirty-year-old a 40-year-old, and then you got me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I think what's important is that you know... Which one's 20, real quick? <laughs> okay. Uh, Wait, okay. You are? <laughs> so, okay. so I think, and the reason why I bring that up is because we all bring, bring something special to the table. Right. But I also think that when you know each other as people, then you're best able or better able to communicate as musicians. Mm -hmm. So I've known Raphael for many, many years, and that's, that's a whole different story. Um, but and, and and because he he composes all of our material aside from covers, mm -hmm. so I kind of know what he's thinking or what he what he what he wants. So it's the old what would Jesus do? My mm -hmm. spin and what would Ringo do? Yeah. So I think that helps uh -huh. to give it that sort of beatly feel to the rock stuff, but we're very, very Latin influenced. I mean, uh -huh. you, you can't help but hear that. Right. So it takes someone who can play the rock and the pop, but be able to do the Santana in a moment's notice right. with, with, within the same song. Uh -huh. That's great. So I think that's one thing that's helped my my job security 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they call me grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it good to hang around with young people, though? I think young people benefit from hanging out with older people. I I, I think it goes both ways. Okay, but I'm trying but, to emphasize our side, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them too much credit because you're lucky if one band has an outstanding soloist. Right. You really are. Yeah. Our band has two. Mm-hmm. Outstanding, so not good, not just outstanding. Right. So I do my best, give them a hard time, and just keep them humble. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I love them dearly. They're, they're, I mean, we're 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 brothers, mm-hmm. but we're also pretty. We don't hesitate one moment to jump on the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. So how, Raphael? How did you find, or how did you get stuck with signing? <laughs> 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 I missed that question. What? <laughs> do you want? Do you want to answer this one? I think you always tell it better than okay. I do. <laughs> I used to teach English as a second language uh-huh. at Goshen Middle School. Okay. Oh. And one year, I think it was two thousand one. Two thousand one. A young man and his father come to class. Uh-huh. It was this guy. Okay. It was so I was his first teacher in the United States. Wow. And he was always a very, very bright kid, very, mm-hmm. very studious, hardworking, had his homework done. The thing about um, when you get someone from a different country, they're, they're either literate or they're not. Mm-hmm. So you're working with someone who's bilingual or bi-illiterate. So I was lucky that he was a very good student. Mm-hmm. All right. So in my room, I had a big breaker box that was covered up by a beetle tapestry. Uh-huh. Okay. And so it was time for the for the annual student talent show, and he asked me if I would accompany him. Mm-hmm. And I said no. This is, it's a student talent right. show. And wise guy that he is, he said he don't think I can play. I said no. I don't. I don't <laughs> doubt that at all. But look at the sign. It says or the poster, student talent. It doesn't say faculty. It's going to mm-hmm. look like I'm showing off. You yeah. That too? And he said. I'm going to bring my guitar, and I'm going to show you I can play. Uh-huh. There's a tune by the Guess Who called Undone. Okay, yeah. Pretty I tricky. In five seconds, I said, yeah, you can play. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll play with you. And ever since then, um, he's he's just done very, very, very well. Mm, that's, so we, that's a cool we just, story. So we just kept in touch all these years, and then I was fortunate enough to lead the Goshen College Big band, okay. Lavender Jazz. Uh-huh. We needed a guitar player. There was there were guys on campus, but they couldn't read music. They were just you know hackers. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody. <laughs> now, even though at the time Raphael couldn't read all that well, mm-hmm. he's blessed with a, just a superb ear. Mm-hmm. So I knew he could come in. Right. And the funny thing was that the band was used to ringers. So I said to the group, "I'm, I'm bringing in this high school junior." Mm-hmm. And oh no, he can't do that. <laughs> so I, I, I picked a tune that would showcase him, and here he comes. Very, you gotta admit, he 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 looks very young. So mm-hmm. very clean cut, young, just kind of innocent little guy. And then he plugs in, and we play this tune as a twelve-bar blues. I knew he would kill it, mm-hmm. and he did. And after we did the tune, ba we're done. Mm-hmm. Silence. Finally, one of the trumpet players, a senior, says, Man, he's better than us. <laughs> <laughs> so that broke the ice. So we've been friends 
forever. Forever. <laughs> Since the first, his first day of school in the uh -huh. United States. And when he needed a drummer, I guess I was either last man standing or, like I said, we know each other. I know what he's looking for mm -hmm. rhythmically, that sort of thing. So in some ways it, it feels a little awkward, mm -hmm. but in some ways it's very natural. Yeah. His dad, his dad told me, you know, if I if anything happens, you please take care of him. So I, I tell him, you know what, I'm not going to whip you like you're my son. <laughs> Although I don't. But, but again, it's, it's, like he sure wants to. Uh, I, mean, I, 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 want, I want to cut his hair sometimes. <laughs> but I think... Just do it while he's asleep. Yeah. But that's one, yeah. of the, one of the key things to the group is that we hang out mm -hmm. in addition to playing. Right. Together, I've been in many, many, many groups where we rehearse and gig. Right. Rehearse and gig. We, right. we never hung out. Mm -hmm. So we do hang out. And you get to know each other as people and all that translate <laughs> into a cohesive unit musically. Mm -hmm. That's great. And like I said, I still think hanging around young people, I get more out of it than Oh, anything. yeah. <laughs> and they're the only I, people I, I hang enjoy, out with. Yeah. I, I enjoy their company very, very much. Yeah. There's so many people our age that just sit sit at home and watch TV, and yeah. I can't do that. No, we'll, we'll go to a baseball game. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll go to a movie. We'll, mm -hmm. just, we'll just hang out. Right. And I think all that translates into just the tunes coming together. Uh -huh. That's cool. I'm going to skip Raphael and come back to him. <laughs> So we're back to Sam. So, so I'm yeah. done. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, what I'm about Adam? Words. So this was the Sony Carreño podcast. Thank you so much for <laughs> Thanks joining us. Thanks for joining us. us. <laughs> <laughs> See, See you next time. See you next time. And we're done. No. <laughs> Adam, I think you have played in a number of bands. Yeah. I've been in more bands than I can probably count. Yeah. I, I stopped even trying okay. after a certain amount of time. And, and <laughs> just over, real quick, what genres? <laughs> I've been in more bands than there are days that I've been playing music. Yeah. <laughs> what genres have you gone through in your time? Um, I think I've probably played in just about every style of band except for bluegrass. Okay. And I've done rock, jazz, funk, country, mm -hmm. Latin rock, pop? rock, pop, you know, all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you are, are, you're not always bass, right? Um, there's only one band that I've ever played guitar in. Okay. Everything else has always been, okay. always been bass. And, and tell me about your day job. My day job? Yeah. I work on guitars and <laughs> I try to keep. People playing them. It's all. It's <laughs> What's the name of your business? Oh, it's the name. Oh, it's called Goshen Guitar Works. Yeah. Thanks for the plug, son. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, you know, I've seen your work, the before and after pictures. Oh yeah. And I, I just think, you know, that's you're doing that's some one of my favorite stuff. parts. Yeah. Is to be able to take an instrument that's just in terrible condition, and make it not in terrible condition right. anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's really neat seeing that stuff. Yeah. And and the fact that you can you know you're pretty much saving them from the trash heap at, at some point. And sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I encourage them to put it in the trash heap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste your money on this thing. It's junk. <laughs> no. It, seriously though, it's it's a lot of fun. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it's just neat to watch that. Yeah. And, and uh, how 
how does it feel um, playing in a band that does a lot of um, songs in Spanish? Do you do you speak Spanish? I'm the only guy in the band that doesn't speak Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're really feeling the music and and kind of interpreting the lyrics as 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 they come along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is is just trying to figure out you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's still songs that I don't know really what what's happening lyrically. Uh-huh. Um, there's other songs that I've sat down and, and physically like typed out and translated, and, right? You know, so that I do have an idea of what the context mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a, a challenge, like to not know exactly what the content is mm-hmm. of a song. You know, it, it it more or less translates on stage, where it's like, should I be all happy and smiley while I'm playing this song? Uh-huh. Or should I be like dark and brooding uh-huh. because this is a very dark, you know, song? Right. Which I find very funny that two of our probably most popular and, and danceable songs are really depressing stories if you actually listen to the lyrics. Right. <laughs> right. Have any of you listened to the Blasters in in the past? It's Mm-mm. it was a L.A. punk band. Um, Dave Alvin came out of it. He, it was oh, him yeah. and his brother Phil Alvin. But they're they were um, they they were in the punk scene, but they were more. It was uh, kind of a cross between soul and rockabilly. Um, uh, very um, very dark songs concealed within a very upbeat rhythm. And so I, I get what you're talking about. Yeah. That the the most sometimes the most and Matthew Sweet's one I listen to a lot. His yeah. new album's fantastic, by the way. Um, his, his stuff is very poppy, but it's, you know, the lyrics, when you actually read them, it's, it's a darker message. So that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's interesting. Raphael, tell me about the new album, please. The new album. <laughs> out on August 31st. Yes, out on August 31st. Uh, it, 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 was a, it was quite a process, but it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually right now in the studio where we recorded it mm-hmm. here in this location. We did pretty much all of it in here with the help of uh, local friends of ours, okay. Rodolfo Gonzalez. Uh, what's his? Uh, RZLZ. Um, RZLZ. RZLZ. Uh, He's a local musician, great guy. He's okay. the guy that you saw at uh, Martha's playing bass with us. Okay. The Dolph. He helped us with the uh, with the technical parts of the recording process okay. mainly uh, engineering the drums mm-hmm. miking and stuff so that we started that process a year ago correct no uh, that was two, two years, ago. years ago we started that two years ago and slowly we started building on top of that mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I discovered was that you can get pretty lazy when you have a unlimited time in the studio, uh-huh. <laughs> which was what happened to us. So yeah, we and also at that time we started sort of like playing more. We started playing more and more and more and more. So we were busy with gigs, uh-huh. and as, as you know, like all of us sort of are involved in other musical projects. Right. So at that time we were all focused in different things, mm-hmm. and that slowed the process. Um, but uh, eventually we we sort of got the whole thing together mm-hmm. we started like 
working on the layering you right. know, and production. We got some great people on that record too. Yeah, we got some uh, local guys, uh, Jim Shank, who does okay. uh, wooden guitars. He builds mm -hmm. local guitars and okay. he did some slide guitar. Got the, the horn section from a, a band that was local, but they are out of Nashville now, a Kansas Bible company. Okay. They helped us with some horn sections. Mm -hmm. Horn guys from uh, Tumbleweed Jumpers, Scott Lehman, mm -hmm. mainly. There were like all sorts of people working with us. Yeah, that it thing. Was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of people. I mean, the the name list even on the on the on the cover on the inside cover of the album was like, oh man, I forgot how many people were on this thing. Yeah, right. Like we started looking at the list and like, oh, yeah. I forgot that happened. <laughs> that fills up like almost the whole inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, after we got the recording done, we took the the final tracks and we took them down to Mexico City to work with uh, Josue Vergara who okay. has a studio there he basically did the mixing mm -hmm. so that took itself another good few months okay. and then the mastering and then finally we decided okay we have the record done and now we need to mass produce it you know mm -hmm. so we had two options one was we all gonna have to just sort of like pay it as we play you know uh -huh. and Maybe one day we'll save enough money. <laughs> or we could try the Kickstarter mm -hmm. campaign, which seems to be like a thing that people do nowadays. Right. So we went with that, and uh, we had a lot of success with that. We got the record printed out, and it uh, uh, it was so nice to get it at the end, you know, yeah. like two years later, you know, a two-year-long process. Right. Finally. That's really takes cool. takes a physical shape you know yeah. it was so exciting yeah it was crazy so now it's it, I, it's even hard to believe we've we've been bu busy again with with gigging and stuff so we're really looking forward to sort of like put the focus on the album now and mm -hmm. get this party started <laughs> yeah i was in a discussion with somebody on facebook about kickstarter indiegogo type um mm -hmm. uh fundraising when you're uh, a musician and um, she felt it. I think she was a little bit negative about it, thinking that you're you're asking for money up front. And I've supported a lot of those. And as a music fan, I feel good about supporting up front where you need the money to to get everything pressed, get everything engineered, get everything done. And I don't mind waiting as long as I know I'm supporting supporting the band. And I supported one. I think it took, you know, it, it was uh, probably about six or seven months before the the actual vinyl came out. And I thought, I didn't think anything of it. Because as, as a music fan, supporting up front feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels like, you know, it feels like you're part of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I hopefully I steered her in that direction because I think she's planning on doing the same thing. I think... I think Part of that too stems like is what you're saying about supporting musicians, mm -hmm. you know, with giving them the money up front where they need it first. Right. It's on our end, you know, we're not just out there saying, hey, give us money, give us money, give us money. Right. You know, musicians are, are able to say, if you pre order your, your copy, mm -hmm. then, you know, you're going to get in on all these little rewards and, right. and 
you know, it's not just people just saying, "Oh, well, give us money because we want to do a record." Right. You know, you're offering a product. Right. You're just you're just offering it as a pre-sold product. Right. You know. And there's all kinds of extra spiffs. Yeah, along you get extra spiffs along yeah. the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's you know, we decided to go with with the format of Kickstarter versus like GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. You know, where GoFundMe is pretty much just, "Hey, give it, Sam. You got twenty bucks, son. You got twenty bucks. I can get it." <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to give you anything for it, man. Just give me your money. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. it, it, you're getting something for your donations, yeah. for your your pledges. Right. You know, so. I totally, you know, as as a fan, I support that type of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm always, you know, one of the first to get on get on board. And you do, you feel like you're helping. Yeah. And if you really love music, then helping is good. If you can't play it, yep. <laughs> and I think through this, I mean, personally, my uh, my my scope of it was um, when we were watching like people donate mm-hmm. and, and pre-order and or whatever verb you want to put it in front of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like personally, it felt just really really cool that like you see these person or people that you know or people that you don't know, which is even cooler. Mm-hmm. Like believe in what you're trying to do, right? You know, yeah. it's like hey, they believe that what we're believing, and yeah. like. You know, they're putting their money where right. their mouth is. And it's got to be neat when you see somebody that you don't know supporting it, that, that you've never met before. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's almost like a, 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 an artist, a painter who sells their first piece to um, somebody who's like out of state and, and something like that. It's got, that, that's got to give you a, a warm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really neat. So, Raphael, the, what's the title of the new album? The title is Sueños, which means uh, dreams. Sueños. Yeah. Sueños. 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 Yeah, that's nice. That's good. There you that's go. perfect, man. I want good sueños. So, so let's, let's talk about the tone of the album. What, what, you know, albums tend to have a message. And do you have one with yours? Yes, I think so. It, uh, it didn't necessarily start intentionally, but it sort of developed into this... I wouldn't call it necessarily a concept album, but it definitely walks around that what uh, dreams can be okay. interpreted as. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a song that deals with the American dream, for instance. Okay, you know, it talks about like people that come to this country to find better opportunities. Like they've been doing it for the whole history of this country. You mm-hmm. know? So uh, obviously, in a more modern take of it, but right. same concept, American mm-hmm. dream. There's also songs that talk about just uh, dreaming, you know, like letting your head go and like when you pass out and you're sleeping and mm-hmm. you just have a dream. Right. It's, uh, so there's all sorts of approaches to it, you know. Um, there's a few love songs in there too, you uh-huh. know, and all, you always dream about love or like, you know, when you're in love, you know, you mm-hmm. dream of that person, whatever. Right. So it sort of like touches on all the possible contexts of the word dreams mm-hmm. in a sense and that's kind of how it came to be okay you know dreaming of like like peace and justice you know, mm-hmm. and whatever and so it touches on and everything really it's it's an interesting album in that sense that right. it kind of happened to us as as we were recording it because some of the songs when 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 we came into the studio at least for me what's I had a, actually a, a different set of songs, 
and as we because of the process kind of got stretched uh-huh. as we as we saw like would take breaks and uh-huh. then come back to the studio we we learned uh, or like we like wrote new songs that were more appropriate to what we were doing at the time so those songs actually ended up being part of the record uh-huh. that originally was some of them been. more appropriate to the climate of our country at the time uh yes that too <laughs> but also to our playing <laughs> you know yes. we, were, we were playing those songs out so it was like well we know this song yeah. why would we not play the songs that we know and like try to record songs that we don't know right <laughs> kind of came into that too uh-huh. Now the 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 song that you referenced about the American yes. Dream, you did a video. Was that Upstate? Uh, that or? one is actually <laughs> that one. Uh, oh, that was uh, the one that we did at Upstate was Seen uh, Loose. That one was actually one from our older album, from our okay. first record, the non-existent album. Yeah, the non-existent. <laughs> we did a we Wait, did an NPR. We did an NPR. Um, Tiny Desk Contest okay. submission this last January of a, a, a newer song okay. that actually we actually wrote it after we have done the record. Uh-huh. So it's going to be on the next record, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> but, there, was uh, a, there was a song that came up and it, it may have been the Upstate one because um, it had subtitles and I, I just, it, it resonated with me because it's talking, it's talking about some about the American dream. Yeah, that was testimonials. That one is in the record. Oh, that one yeah. is that. That's that, the one that I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. that one really, mm-hmm. that resonated with me. Yeah, and it was, uh, it, it's a powerful song, and uh, you know, I think that could probably sell a bunch of records. <laughs> <by itself. laughs> that's funny you mention that because that's the first single. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we actually did. It's um, my favorite song. Yeah. We actually did a, 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 a sort of like an official uh, music video with an artist from Mexico that does these animations with a uh, with sand uh-huh. over a, on top of a projector. Okay. So he films it and then he puts it in fast motion, so uh-huh. it looks like it's happening. Oh, that's. It's cool. really cool. Yeah. So um, that's a cool video to check out. We we haven't shared that lately, but yeah, we should get on that. <laughs> I'll make, I'll, make, I'll make sure I share Yeah, it's a great... Times. That yeah. one also has the subtitles and stuff. So. Yeah. That's a powerful song. I, it's, uh, Thank it you. It really resonated with me. Uh, so, you're a guitar virtuoso at... <laughs> before he was a junior in high school, right, son? <laughs> I would say at probably 14. Okay. So... It's in his blood. He can't help it. His dad's a great okay keyboardist. Okay, jazz, classical, stuff like that. Great. Did your dad put a guitar in your hand? Or no, actually, you... no, he didn't. He, he did he want you to play keys? He, no, he. I didn't even know for the most for most of my time. I didn't even know he was a musician. Uh-huh. Uh Because when I when I grew up, uh, he was working. I uh, like he was like a like a manager at some security company. So. He was always wearing a suit uh-huh. and short hair. Yeah. And, and every now and then he would he would mention he would mention something like, Yeah, I used to be in a band and I was like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure, okay. And uh, eventually it was not actually until we moved to the US and like with Facebook and stuff, like mm-hmm. you know, people started reconnecting like, you know, reconnecting with friends that you hadn't seen in thirty years right. or whatever and he's he's was that case and they started uploading pictures of him. Long hair guy, you know, playing the, with his band and stuff, uh-huh. like playing the keyboard and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you were not kidding. <laughs> but uh, he he did have a guitar. It was he would always pull it out every year, once mm-hmm. a year. Would clean it up, play a few chords, and then put it away. You know. Okay. So that was the guitar that I actually ended up, so like, getting um, because my grandpa, 
on my mom's side, he was a mariachi musician in uh -huh. Mexico. Okay. So he played with guitar really, really well. And I always thought like, man, that looks so cool. And like, he was a very serious man, but like, he, <laughs> he was always very loving to me for some reason. Uh -huh. I always felt like he liked me more than anyone else in the family. <laughs> but that must have been just my impression. So when I was like, well, I think he's really going to like me if I play guitar. <laughs> so he sort of like saw that I was interested. Mm -hmm. And he kind of got me into it and I started doing learning from him and uh -huh. stuff. it was really cool what kind of music did you gravitate to at the time it was just rock mm -hmm. Spanish rock what like in the 90s some people argue that they had like, it speak you know there was a lot of really good bands happening from different mm -hmm. countries you know in Latin America and Spain so at that time when I was growing up and I started pick, playing the guitar there were a lot of bands that were really popular in Mexico mm -hmm. And I so like went to that. My grandpa was like on the opposite side, you know, mariachi and traditional music. But right. he kind of understood that I would be into the rock and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he was really a big influence into getting me into that sort of traditional sounds and stuff too. Right. So it was really cool to sort of keep a balance. Yeah. My dad was like, a, he listened to a lot of jazz. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of getting fed a lot of things at once. I right. think that was kind of helpful in the long term. Cool. Now, um... One of the things I've noticed since I started doing the podcast and meeting local musicians, uh, you guys seem to support each other, like, so much. Like, everybody knows all the other musicians, and it's not just local to Goshen. It's Goshen, South Bend, Alcart, you know, all over the place, up in the Niles and all that. You guys just seem to be like a giant support group for everybody else. And that seems to translate into fans going from band to band because everybody's mentioning mentioning the other bands. Do you see that as the case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with uh, like Sammy, for instance, he's, he participates in a lot of bands. You know, like mm -hmm. horns are always like a nice thing to 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 get. Like, uh -huh. You know, like sort of like join them on stage to a band right. that doesn't play with horns. So Sammy has the luck of like sort of playing with a lot of people in, in, in South Bend area and stuff mm. and, and, and I would say uh, you probably see a lot of that happening right like musicians sort of supporting yeah man other um, people's projects and stuff yeah I mean uh, yeah I mean there's so much there's so many I, I feel like this area just I mean maybe maybe it's just me but I mean this area does have a lot of different bands mm -hmm. um, and a lot of different and, good ones and, 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 yeah a lot of different good ones yeah um, <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like, at, when when things are good, people come see you, and then when you continue, and, and then a lot of times, like, one band bleeds out into another band, so, like, you have mm -hmm. a couple members, and then, like, they start their own band. And, yeah. And so, like, I mean, everything just kind of gets intertwined. Right. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there is a lot of support. We have a lot of friends that, you know, come out from, to our shows, even though they're not playing, and but a lot of times that's... You know, sometimes kind of hard to make it because everyone's always playing. You know, uh -huh. um, but like what Raph was saying, I mean, it's totally right. Like, um, horns are a thing where you know, hey, are you available this day? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, everybody yeah. wants a sax player, but there's I not enough sax players to go around. You know, there's only one Sammy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, horns are are sweet. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of times, I think the cool part about this one is uh, about this 
this band, I think, is the horn. Is, I mean, luckily for me, <laughs> I mean, the horn is like a big part of it, right? You know, um, whereas the horns in a lot of bands are secondary, which I'm totally about too. I mean, I nothing. I think there's no better sound than a trombone and a tenor saxophone. Like, mm-hmm. That's like my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, sound. But um, uh, but this one, I mean, you've got basically you've got like Raph and Sam trying to outdo each other this whole whole damn set. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's really cool. Like, and I, I didn't really realize this until someone told us. Uh, and, and we've actually been told this several times. Like, he and I do a lot of. Uh, unison lines, unison lines, and mm-hmm. harmonized lines. Mm-hmm. That it just works, you know. And right. I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before, but like, I never heard it. It sounds. I mean, yeah, I think I, really I, it's a lot of fun. like that. That's one actually of the common. We went. We went up to the Upper Peninsula. Uh-huh. We had a little tour. This uh, what was it? Two weeks ago. Two or weeks ago. ago. And everybody, every stuff that we did, people will always say that that, that was one of their comments. You know that. The combination of the guitar with the saxophone is so cool. Uh-huh. And we never, I guess, yeah, same same as Sammy, I never really thought as that being a sound, you know? But right. it, it is cool, actually. It's, it's and nice doing, a, doing, doing a unison line like that, has that takes skill and it also takes a, an incredible amount of communication, <laughs> like telepathically, to, to get that right. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, <laughs> which we don't always do. No, but the thing is, um, I mean, I think I think also like my. That's where, I, I mean, kind of really back to where I came from, like the. Mm. That's where the James Carter comes in. You mm. know, James Carter is such a powerful player, and you know, in this band, when I when I first started this band, I played. I was like, I was really timid, you know, I think at the beginning, and then I didn't want to sing, I didn't want to play, like, out, you know, mm-hmm. I was just, like, very jazz-oriented, very, you know, respectful, uh-huh. you can take me home to your mom, you know, she'd probably cook dinner or something, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but uh, now it's, I mean, uh, it's it's just like, I'm, I'm it's, it's kind of like I'm competing with... Uh, with uh with with an amp and everybody's like loud uh-huh. and i'm having to be loud too yeah. so it kind of worked out <laughs> and so i think that's part of where the lines come from right too, so yeah that's like i said sax in any band is uh yeah. makes every band better <laughs> yeah it is it is cool i, I do enjoy the sax yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> my girlfriend Magali (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's talk about some dates you've got coming up uh, playing you've got um, now this is going to come out what did we say the 18th no 21st 21st the 31st the album yeah the album's the 31st this episode should air on the 21st so what what have you got coming up after the 21st we're playing at uh, LaSalle Kitchen Tavern on uh, the 25th LaSalle's a really good venue. Friday, yeah, we love Friday, Friday August 25th at LaSalle. Uh-huh. Um, then the next night or the next day, we're playing, we are headlining Taste of the Gardens, the okay. Wellfield Botanical Gardens. Okay. I think it's the second year in a row we're headlining. Uh-huh. Third year in a row we've been there. It's here in Elkhart. That's a neat place. I've That's been a beautiful yeah. place. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, our um, CD release party at 
Goshen Brewing Company okay. on Thursday, August 31st. And then on top of that, um, we're playing Vegetable Buddies on the Friday, first. September 1st. Okay. It's a following day. So that's yeah. a, sort of our South Bend right. release party. Yeah. yeah. See the release party weekend. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So got got some got some great uh, opportunities coming up where you can hear us. Right. What? Vegetable Buddies is one of my favorite. Yes. Yeah. We love it too. The sound system. Oh is, yeah. It's uh, outrageous. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, outrageous. <laughs> it's worthy. Yes, that's really <laughs> fun. It's really fun. The funny thing is, I just just a real short story. Though it was probably maybe the third time my wife and I had been there. Um, we got there, and some of her younger friends texted and said, "Where are you guys at?" And we said, "We're at Vegetable Buddies." They apparently came in the door and left and said it was too loud. These people are in their twenties. They must have been too old. <laughs> Oh, they're in their 20s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're in their 20s. I'm like, okay. But it's it's a perfect venue. I've seen lots of different genres there, and it's just it's just a neat, neat place. Yeah, really I've been there when it's really loud. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it for the size of the room, it can get out of control. Mm-hmm. But I've also been there where they've got the dynamic just laid out right. perfectly for the band. Yeah. And you can hear everything, nothing is overbearing, nothing uh-huh. is, you know, shrill. And it's just it's a great sounding room, it's a great sounding system. You know, chances are if it if people feel like it's too loud in there, it it's probably coming from the band. Yeah. You yeah. know, the front of house yeah. can do so much. Yeah. But the band can also do, you know, right. their job to kinda help yeah. keep that dynamic and let the front of house do their job. Yeah. I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have uh, pretty severe hearing loss, and I wear hearing aids, <laughs> and I actually had my audiologist um, put a setting in for music, and it actually lowers the treble and ups the, the bass a little bit, oh, so man. when I press this right side for two seconds, um, I'm in music mode, and it's, That's cool. it's really neat. Man, <laughs> yeah. awesome. It, it's not neat that I lost my hair well, no, because no, no. I did it. To no, myself. but it's cool that you're yeah. able to, to get that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's neat that technology has come, come yeah, to a point where yeah. like it's got the Bionic Man interviewing yeah. yesterday, guys. But <laughs> actually, the reason why I did it is because I got the hearing aids and I had them for about a year, and I was going to see bands, and I was like, this just isn't quite right. The, you know, I was taking my hearing aids out and in order to hear the band properly but then I couldn't hear anybody talking so it was in between sets so it was you know it wasn't great because you don't want you, you don't want to be sticking hearing aids in your ears and in, in, a, in a bar it just doesn't look right <laughs> so that's, that's when I asked the audiologist and she said oh yeah let me try let me try this music setting and she said you try it and if you want if you want it adjusted in any way come back um, and it was perfect the first wow. time so I'm, cool and and the story one of the reasons why I lost my hearing is because I used to listen with headphones, um, and I listened to metal and punk and really loud stuff. And it was loud enough that my dad would come in the room and tell me to turn my music down when my headphones were in. <laughs> so wow. between that and a lot of ear infections as a kid, I think uh, that that all just ruined them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, and. As soon as I walk into Vegetable Buddies, I hit the music setting and everything's everything's cool. Yeah, it sure. can't be too loud for me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
with the album coming out on the 31st, how, first of all, how can people um, get it? Uh, you know, what what avenues are you selling it, and uh, can they order it online? Is it a is it an iTunes type thing? It is going to be available in iTunes. Okay. Um, we're probably also gonna be selling it through, uh, or I'm sure we're gonna have a few copies with uh, our friends at Ignition okay. Garage. Ignition music okay. and um, from there uh, our shows probably that's the best place to get it. I okay. would say come come to our shows. Okay. Come see us. And um, I'm sure if someone has interest, they can contact us at our website, website. Rock L A L O R O C K dot com. Okay. Just or Facebook, send us a message, Twitter. Right. There's I noticed you're very responsive to yeah. messages. Yeah, yes. we can, we can, we can hope. <laughs> we try to be as much yeah. as we can. Yeah, yeah. if, if, if they want a CD and can't come to the show, if they're out of state, whatever, mm. just get in touch with us and we'll hook them up. Right. Um, just as an aside, I want to, since you guys are musicians and you love music, what is your feeling of um, people listening to your music um, via like a Spotify app or one of the other streaming apps versus hearing it in its true form. Mm. I, Go ahead. For me, it's weird. I, I'm sure it, it varies for people in different levels of success. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that really that's what defines how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. For a for a band that it's uh, trying to get its name out there and stuff and. You really, I mean, our priority, or at least for 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 me, I think it's it's important that people hear your music, right? You know, period. Um, it's great. I think I encourage highly that people purchase the records of local bands. Uh-huh. But for someone that is not local, that just happens to be in town, maybe hurt. La Locura or uh-huh. any other local band then they find themselves back in California or whatever their home may be right if, if they get moved to maybe type our name or the band's name on Spotify mm-hmm. just to stream our music and listen to I think that's that's a great tool it's to nice have. to know what region because the podcast does the same thing I can see what and you would think that just Indiana folk listen to me um, or Michigan folk, but it's you know it's all over and it's you know it's people who are transplanted and and relatives of people who are listening and I think that's cool. The one thing that I've been paying very close attention to is the quality yeah. of the of the actual sound yeah. on like a Spotify or an Amazon app versus the, <laughs> the the source material yeah. and there is you know. You're missing. Oh yeah. You're missing a lot of the music yes. when you listen on the Spotify app. MP3. Now yeah. I do. I do do a little hack um, for local bands on the Spotify app, though. Is I'll take your last album on my computer downstairs. I'll turn the volume down and I will put it on repeat all night. Um, <laughs> it may generate maybe a dime for you but <laughs> it's my it's it's my own little way to support so folks if you ever want to support a local band and you don't have 10 bucks to buy the cd um just put it on your spotify app and put it 
take their last album and put it on repeat. And if you do it for like a year, they may have enough money to buy a Happy Meal at McDonald's. Yes. So. <laughs> for one of us on the one. Yeah. But if everybody one did that. Happy Meal. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah, but, no, I, yeah, my friend, I, and I kind of learned that in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, when I was in high school, that's when, like, when the iPods were coming out. Yeah. And, like, they were, like, full force, you know. Right. The Zune, Microsoft Zune. Was oh, like, yeah. I had a Zune. My brother had a Zune. That's yeah. dope. I yeah. actually found uh, some great artists from... Because they, they came preloaded with, like, uh, yeah. music and videos. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Funky C is, like, the baddest <laughs> dude on the planet. Uh, but anyways... Uh, and he and I and I thought he was just so weird. And he mm-hmm. was a, he was a junior in high school. I was a freshman. Um, and he would he would just buy CDs. Right. He would just buy CDs, and and we would just he'd be like, "Hey, Sam, what are you doing?" I was like, "Nothing, man. Just hanging out. I don't know, eating the quesadilla or something." You know? <laughs> and because uh, I like quesadillas, uh, so he would like pick me up in his truck, and then like he's like, "Hey, check out this new thing." And I was like, "Dude, you know." I got it. I got it on my iPod or my Zoom or whatever. Uh-huh. Was, no man, it just doesn't sound the same. So, right. so he would buy all these records, and I remember, uh, or all these CDs, and just put them on. And one time he, you know, he loved Rush. Mm-hmm. I think he still does. He bought me four Rush CDs, mm-hmm. and it's not until like now that I'm like, oh, you know. When I started buying stuff, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh my god, this stuff is kind of like, you know, he put it, he made an investment in me, you know, right? And so that kind of taught me like how CD sounded because I would mm-hmm. try to try to play it in my car or wherever, like on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just doesn't sound the same. It doesn't yeah. have the same punch. I mean, so I'm on the I'm on the you know kind of the CD thing, but like, you know, in all of us are in different bands, so sometimes like when you, it's it's nice to have that that uh, streaming service because someone hires you for a gig hey learn this learn these five songs right. you got the world's library right. in there and you can just boom 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 select them and you can you can get them right but like to enjoy music I mean right and I and, and I I'm not knocking streaming services but I feel my personal opinion is it has done a great job of exposing people to music they wouldn't have been exposed oh, yeah. to um, it, it was really funny. I was listening. Um, Viseria is going to be at Ignition um, Friday, oh, and they're one yeah. of my favorite favorite bands. Oh, they're great. Yeah. And I was listening to their new album, and then it went into uh, the way Spotify does. It goes into similar artists, and one of my other favorite bands from Goshen, Shiny Shiny Black, came up. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just thought it was neat that it came in. And I use it, you know, when I'm driving and stuff like that. If I'm not playing a CD, I use it to explore new music. But I don't use that as my, I don't consider that my purchase of music. I, you know, if if I hear something that I like, I've always got a notebook with me, and I, I, I jot down the name of the band, and then I make sure that I really like them, and then I will actually buy, buy their music. And I'm really proud that I have two kids, 27 and 23, almost 24, that both have turntables. You know, I, oh, right. I, I, I think that's really cool. And I go to, I, you know, one of the things I do is I'll go to Ignition and um, get them get them a, a new album here and there, um, and let them take take it home with them if they if they drive drive up and uh, to see mom and dad. In those few occasions that we get to see him, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, I've just wondered what the musicians take on that is because there are bands that I would not have found had I not had a Spotify subscription. Sure. However, however, I never really heard them until I bought the music. I didn't I didn't hear them in the proper fashion until right. I actually yeah. purchased the CD or the LP. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. me, the the Spotify thing, like I I like to use Tidal, which is the high quality one. I was. I actually have a subscription there too, and and Steve Martin from Ignition yeah. was talking about it, so I I got that, and I I def is there's definitely oh a yeah huge there's difference. a huge difference yeah <laughs> especially when you put it through nice speakers but yeah my the way I work is like I I unlike a lot of people nowadays mm -hmm. these young young hipsters that like to buy records <laughs> I actually <laughs> like buying CDs. Yeah, I love buying CDs. Uh -huh. Like for me, it's a, like an experience. Plus, right. on top of it, you I feel like personally you get the best quality of sound on on a CD mm -hmm. um, in a physical way. At right, least, you right. Know? So and you can take it with you. So the, the the streaming part for me works like this: if I'm curious about a record, I'll listen to it. Yeah. On on title, you know, like something that might, I might have not listened to, it. and if I'm like, yeah, I, I love this, I want to have it, mm -hmm. then I'll go buy it. Right. You know, so right. like more like a try. Right. Try and, and check it out, see if it's something I'm yeah. into, and then sort of like that's how I build my collection. Right. I'm not a, I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of music, because I when I get into something, I just put it on repeat for <laughs> weeks and weeks. months. Never. <laughs> I'm just like, get stuck on it. Yeah. Yeah. To seep I know, your songwriting. Still and, feel yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I just get so into stuff. I'm totally the same way. I just get in a... It's I'm, weird. I've been in a rut for years at, at, at a time. Dave Alvin, I, I told you about. I was listening to Dave Alvin and John Hyatt exclusively for like <laughs> over a year. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I had to break out of that rut, and actually, local music was what what broke me out of it. And then I started, you know, noticing other bands around around the country that that yeah. were coming up. And man, there is just there is some great music being produced yes. today. Yes. And if you think it isn't, stop listening to the radio and actually go out and look for it because right. it's, you know there's some. There's some great stuff out there. Or listen to the Globe because mm -hmm. I found a lot of stuff through the Globe too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I they uh, you know they turn me on to stuff like the record company and um, oh, uh, well I heard Shiny Shiny Black the first time on the boat mm -hmm. so you know that it's a great station Outer Out Ocean Outer Vibe uh, is one of the bands that I've been turned on to okay. through the globe yeah they played a few of their songs on there I was like man uh, that's really cool yeah of course I'm sure that was after the fact that they had played Ignition. Yeah, you know, or or at least leading up to yeah. it, you know. Well, you but know, still, it, it sometimes Jason finds them first, and sometimes Steve finds them first. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You never know which one. I don't care because yeah. I just like to that's a, it's that. a good relationship they've got going on yeah. over there together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, it, it's a neat dynamic there, and and mm -hmm. the the bands I, I I have never seen a bad show at Ignition. And I'm to the point where I don't even check out the band before I go. If I can go, I just buy a ticket. Yeah. And I've I've been totally blown away, and I've been pleasantly surprised. So you know, there's there there's never been a bad show there. So mm -hmm. and I talk I talk about ignition way too much sometimes. <laughs> my my friends get so tired of me talking about. It. And I've drugged some of them there. I'm dragging my brother and his girlfriend there the uh, Friday, um, but. Uh, some of them are just like, you know, 
Goshen's so far away. I live in Mishawaka. It's not, Goshen's not. I drive not here every day for work. It's like yeah. twenty minutes, it's and uh, it, people's perspective gets skewed. I think because mm -hmm. they're going east instead of west, they think it's far away. And, <laughs> it's it, it's uh, it's weird, but uh, yeah, it's. Ignition is one of my favorite one of yeah. my favorite venues ever, and I've been to a lot of shows, and it's it's cool. It's funny how you mentioned the perspective is skewed because when I look at the album cover of Sueños, it can go both ways. Yeah, because if you look at the album cover, there is a young man outside of barbed wire fence trying to get into big city America. Mm -hmm. Or is he on the inside and he can't get out? That's one <laughs> point I hadn't considered. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I was thinking is is that I was I was um, reading or listening to NPR where the country where the people take the least amount of vacation days so they have them is the United States. Mm -hmm. And the reason why people don't go on vacation is because of the amount of work they have to do when they get back. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, as I was looking at the album cover and, and you're seeing the skyscrapers mm -hmm. with the lights on, maybe, and it, it, it's sundown, you know, so maybe it's time, time to leave work. Mm -hmm. Maybe the ones in the skyscrapers are trapped. Yeah. Maybe you're here for the American dream and then Ooh. you can't get out. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that one. So I think that's 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 another way to look at, at our, our album cover. Mm -hmm. And and I think that one of the I don't want to call it a disclaimers, but one thing that we all that we mention fairly frequently at our gigs is that it doesn't matter what we're singing about. It doesn't matter that it's in a different language, mm -hmm. uh, because if you want to know, we're singing about love and relationships and things that everybody talks about, everybody mm -hmm. sings about. We are hoping that the music transcends, that right. the music touches your soul, that the music moves you. Because Raphael and I would joke, the Germans, the Russians, the Japanese didn't know what the hell the Beatles were singing, mm -hmm. but they were huge. Right. Right. So hopefully, that will happen to us, mm -hmm. not in the same breath as the Beatles. Right. But but just that our music will transcend. Right. Where nobody cares what we're singing about. Mm -hmm. They just man that groove, man that sax and guitar thing. Ooh, that funky bass, that mm -hmm. whatever. And I have to admit, um, you know, my own bias uh, was I didn't listen to music that I didn't understand the lyrics. So if it was, if it was in a language that I did not speak, I I didn't listen to it until Lalo Cura. 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 <laughs> we broke it we broke, we broke the code. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know that took you know fifty about fifty years. Uh, so you know it, it it it's a strange it's a Can kind of a strange um, it, it, it's it's hard to wrap your head around it until you've allowed yourself to relax and immerse yourself in the music. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's. That's the only way I can explain it. The entertainment business is tough, mm -hmm. and to and to be viable is even tougher. Right. So I'm really proud of the of the the progress that we made and where we are because we are primarily an original band mm -hmm. singing in a different language, and we're headlining shows. Yeah. So it's uh, it so that goes back to the message that the music. Right. It's the universe. It's, it's the universal language. Yeah. yeah. That's 
I mean, that, that, that speaks volumes that, uh, the, okay, Spanish-speaking band in northern Indiana is <laughs> headlining shows. In a red state, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> state, state's getting a little, little blue. It's getting blue around the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but a place like, like the Wellfield Garden where, where most of the members are older than us and mm -hmm. of different ethnicity. Mm -hmm. But the organizers, the Rotary Club, Mm -hmm. say, no, we want we want what you guys do. We want yeah. the, you know, the jumping jack flash and the old time rock and roll. Okay, that's fine. You can hear that anywhere. Right. But what you guys do, you can't hear it. Right. And we we like it so much, we want you back. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the same way it was as you know we went to the UP for the first time. Uh, yeah. Kind of going up there, you don't you don't necessarily think that you'll be received well because it doesn't seem like it's that diverse of a place mm -hmm. but that actually works in our favor because their their music scene up there is is not as diverse as it is in other places mm -hmm. when you get something like what we offer there people are just they're drawn to it mm -hmm. you know like for us it could be okay we're gonna play Oye Como Va for this thousandth time uh -huh. but <laughs> for them who probably have never heard it live mm -hmm. or who are hearing it for the first time in a while or something like that. It just their eyes bug out their mm -hmm. jaw. Yeah. And they're and they're looking around like, oh my god, I can't believe we're hearing this. <laughs> so Last time I heard like this song it was a bluegrass version. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so that, that helps keep keep the energy, keep the keep the momentum because it's it's really not about us. It, right. It's what what do our fans mm -hmm. Like, what did they respond to? What works? What right. doesn't work? Right. That sort of thing. So that, and you said yourself, that's one thing that drew you was we, we played a cover. Right. That you said, wow. Yeah, that so, was, actually, that's what hooked me. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it, it was fantastic. So I, uh. With two ringers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, Sonny, you're 20. I'm 26. 26, okay. Uh, he's a cheater. He's not 30 either. Well, we, it 30. was funny because someone, <laughs> someone told us that, uh, uh, someone told us that, that, uh, Sonny was 50. Uh, I called Rash you Sonny, Sam. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. My son's the S thing. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, that happens to me all the Son time. Sonny, Sammy. Um, I don't know, you know, but they were saying that Sonny was 50, I was 30, or I was 40, Ooh. he was 20 and he was 30. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold the phone. Wait a yeah. <laughs> I was like, pick up the mic. I was like, dude, oh, I gotta shave and take a shower. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. See, you must have been looking rough that day. Probably hadn't showered. I was gonna say you carry yourself well for. I was gonna say you carry yourself well for a twenty-year-old, but you're doing pretty good for twenty-six. Too. <laughs> you're well spoken. Some some of the twenty-year-olds 20 are uh, not 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 quite as good at conversation. You do well. <laughs> You're growing up, man. You're growing up. Oh, <laughs> good, good parenting. Yeah, yeah. boy, all grown up. I yeah. know, man. You're still a little kid, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I think too. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's review the name of the album. 
Sueños. And it's coming out on August 31st. Correct. And you can get it at iTunes. Yes. You can you can cheat a listen on Spotify, but maybe yeah, I don't it know if it's there. It should be available in in all the the digital outlets and stuff. CD Baby, iTunes. Okay. Uh, you, I think we'll probably even set up like a Pandora station. Okay. Um, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then I mean, just contact us either through the website, see us on our shows. Okay. And we'll get you some uh, some CDs and merch. Right. We, we got them. Excellent. So, and Ignition Music here in Goshen should yes. have a few copies as well. So. We'll probably try and hit up uh, like Orbit and yeah. you know other retail outlets yeah. and, and stuff like that. That Orbit was music. my old haunt. And yeah, in the nineties, actually, Tracks Records before that. Oh yeah, yes. so, I remember uh, Tracks. Yeah. So, <laughs> just another quick story, and I think I said on the podcast before, my my father in law has passed on twenty. Eight years ago, twenty no, twenty seven years ago. Um, but I was my wife is the youngest of eleven, and I was I was kind of the favorite because I was a metalhead, and my father in law Max was a metalhead, and he you, you gotta you gotta picture him. He was a he was a motorcycle rider, um, but he was an executive at Bendix all of his life, and he had this silver full head of silver hair and he'd go on the tracks records and say give me the hardest metal you got and <laughs> we come back you know metallica's first album um king diamond uh just the hardest stuff and then come back and he had a a kick in stereo and and he'd put that in and we'd crank up the metal together and uh but the guys who work there one of the guys who work there owns orbit now is it oh cool I can't remember his name, but anyway, him and a guy that I went to school with were always working, and they would just fall over themselves to help my father-in-law out because they thought it was the coolest thing in the world to um, have a 67-year-old metalhead uh, coming in look, looking for the hard rock, so it was, <laughs> it was, it was neat. Well, you guys, thank you so much for taking the time well, to sit down you, and talk Scott. to me. It's a Wednesday yeah. night, and you guys could be doing other stuff, but uh, you took the time to talk to me, so I really appreciate yeah, it. Man, thank, thank you, you man. Good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So much, man. La cura, cura, cura. Um, yes. Sueños? Sueños. Sueños? Yeah. Okay. August 31st. Go to digital or go to Ignition Music, maybe Orbit. Contact them on the website. Come to the shows. Come to the shows, man. Come to the shows. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey you, yeah you. Have you heard about HazelineGuns.com, the best firearms dealer in the D.C. area? Buying a firearm online from HazelineGuns.com is secure, easy, and cost-effective with no transfer fees and only a $25 state processing fee. Discounts available for active law enforcement, first responders, and military personnel at HazelineGuns.com, where every day is like Black Friday. What are you waiting for? Visit HazelineGuns.com today. That's H-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E-G-U-N-S.com.